This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you know you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, unlike the Owls, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So there's only one thing left to say. What's everybody having? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means you'll get some tasty rewards later on. And between you and me, if you order just before kickoff, you can get it just in time for half time. But I've not told you that. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery free and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. See you later. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. The Wednesday Week is sponsored by Michael Constantine Wealth Management. We bet you can't find a financial advisor closer to Hillsborough Stadium. Hello, good evening and welcome to another episode of the Wednesday Week. It's just a threesome tonight and that's not a euphemism. It's just me, Stevie and Ben. That's what's happening this evening and we've got another threesome to talk about and that's the amount of goals we stuck past Doncaster after going 1-0 down and turning down a 1-0, no, turning around a six-year hoodoo. Uh, which is a word that you only ever see written down and saying out, out loud seems weird. Now, uh, I've been, now, Ben, I've been looking at the statistics. Uh, we battered them, didn't we? Yeah, I mean, even first half when we got, went one 0 down. First half, we we dominated game. We just lacked anything in final third. Really, we Canberra and Sow. Um, and yeah, daft penalty giveaway. I don't think we can have any complaints with that one. I think Luongo coming from one side, it was it Byers that coming from the other, and and one of them had to be given as a foul. But yeah, we 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 did our right all the way through it. We just uh, the final third in the first half that were a problem, and then credit to Darren Moore really for what he did at half time because he he didn't hesitate, which possibly we feel he has done at times earlier on in the season, but he didn't didn't hesitate this time in bringing. Patterson and Berrino on in place of Canberra and Sow, and it, it just it, it didn't change the game. It just gave us that bit extra that we needed to to turn it around. Yeah, absolutely. I think a, uh, I think having the balls to change both strikers, Stevie, ain't, ain't the worst thing in the world, is it? I mean, you know, we, we could have happily, well, we wouldn't have happily, but uh, as Ben says, there's an element of it's something. It's not a decision he'd have made six months ago, four months ago. No, I'd agree with that. Um, and I was thinking about this when uh, I, I, I had a quick look at the, the highlights again before jumping on. And whilst I was watching it, I was thinking the number of times that we've sat here, and I think me and Ben are major sort of protagonists for this. We've absolutely hammered Berahino. Um, I think we all have at various points and, you know, at various times throughout the season sort of written him off and slated him. And I feel like I'm, I'm going to come on here tonight and say nothing but good things about a bloke that I've said nothing but bad things about <laughs> for the last quarter, 
six months. And it, it, again, the word that sort of bandies about at the moment when we talk about Sheffield Wednesday and being a supporter of Sheffield Wednesday is how fickle we are. Um, I couldn't fault Berahino the other uh, the other night or the other afternoon. I thought he was excellent. I thought Patterson did really well. I felt a little bit for Sal. I thought he, he, he was maybe just one of those days where it wasn't him and the quality wasn't there. Um, Camberi, I'm sure we'll talk about maybe uh, uh, shortly, but but credit to your point, credit to, to Darren Moore. I thought it was absolutely um, brilliant in terms of the, the substitutions that he's made. And I think for, for a person who's had a lot of negativity around some of the d decisions that he makes and some of the things that he's done in terms of team selection and tactics, you know, more bingo and so forth. I think over the last three to four uh, games we've seen, even with the Rotherham game, I thought we were very unlucky. I, I think we've seen over the last three, four games now that we've gone on this run that um, it, things are so starting to sort of fall into place for him. Yeah, I was going to I was going to mention that actually because, you know, as as time went on as we get into the 60 odd 60 something minute you sit there and you're thinking this has got Rotherham written all over it. This we're going to absolutely outplay these off the park, which I felt we did. I you know, against Rotherham I genuinely felt we were the better team on the field and it's difficult to say that on a on a Sheffield Wednesday show without sounding really biased and and, and whatnot. But as time went on, especially then after Bannon missed his what third out of fourth penalty, you, you sat there thinking this is gonna, this is gonna end up with a, as a loss. This we're not going to be able to break these down. But credit to the lads, I don't feel like their heads went down. Uh, I, I feel like they went about their job in a uh, in a really professional manner. They just kept knocking on the door, kept going, kept going, and it paid off. And um, and it's been a while since we've not lost our heads, since we've not um, since we've not thought, oh god, and everybody's trying too hard, and they always take that extra torch in order to try and break down and be the person that sorts it out and all the rest of it. They, they did their jobs. They went out and did what was expected of them. Um, the, what was the, uh, the midfield three, Ben, of uh, Byers, Longo and Bannon, in terms of form and, and the rest of it, this is our best midfield three we've had all season, right? Yeah, probably for two or three years as well as a collective. Um, we, we let, Let's look back months and a, a year or two ago, we... It was all about Bannon not having anybody that he could trust next yeah. to him. The one girl were injured and they were having to, you know, make, make do really with Joey Pelopesi. And you look <laughs> <laughs> it seems ridiculous now, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. And you look at what he's got now with, with Byers and Luongo <laughs> next to him and they, they complement each other perfectly. Luongo is that, that anchor man and Byers is <clears throat> a, a bit more of... The, Similar, possibly to what Kieran Lee gave us a bit more both ways. Um, it, it really silky, really is how I describe him. And yeah, and another thing not to forget were the third substitution as well. Lewis Gibson were the one that set the second goal up. So he's. Uh, do you know what? I'm actually. I, I thought that that sign in and he went back to Everton all the rest of it I thought oh god he's gonna get he's gonna be on one of those meme accounts where it'll be hey do you remember this guy. He were rubbish for us, weren't he? And um, I mean, he's, he's come back a different player. He's come back. He's you know, we, we've definitely got an identity. We've got the game plan, and uh, and he slotted straight in. I, I thought he was, um, I thought he was great. Um, who was it played the uh, played the back heel for the goal? Who was who was that, Steve? Was it the third goal? Was it Neymar? No, he now played it for, for Neymar to run onto, didn't he? And Neymar's crossed it in. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the little the little vacuo flick was. Uh, was he, he, was, 
He was full of it on Saturday, to be fair. And I, I know we've talked about him, but Barry, you know, he came on. He, he, there were a couple of flicks early on that I thought not quite right there. But, um, you know, he, he put himself about. And everything that we've said negative about Saido Berahino has been about the fact that he looks like he's phoning it in or he's tossing it off and he doesn't look like he's interested or he's bothered. Um, he, it's that cliche, isn't it? He's he's waited his time out now and he's played on Saturday and he's come on. And I thought for 45 minutes, that was the best Saido Berahino that we've seen since since he came. He scored the first goal on his debut. Uh, I think he's got a couple, one or, one or two in the, in the pizza cup, but... Um, Saturday couldn't fault him, and I think rightly so, and I know it's maybe a, a little bit hyperbole, rightly so for him to be up there in consideration for man of the match. I know he's only only played the second half. I thought he was that good on Saturday. Uh, the flip uh, came off. As he grew into the game, you could see he was growing with confidence, and you'd like to think potentially he's the kind of player now that when he plays with confidence, and he said this, he's, he's waited his chance, um, Maybe this is now an opportunity for him to go and grab one of those starting 11 spots um, and put himself about a bit. Well, now, now, Ben, that's an interesting point that Steve raises. I mean, you know, we we, we are a, a nation of big lad next to the little lad or tricky geezer next to the, the ball slammer and all the rest of it. Do you, do you feel that we might need a big telegraph pole of a player to uh, to be alongside Sido, do you, do you feel that that's something we need? I mean, we you know we we spoke we've spoken before about how much uh, Newhue would have kicked the fuck out of this league. You know what I mean? Um, do we have a replacement in Newhue two point in Callum Pass? Um, or even Camberry? No, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think with Patterson to some extent, he he, he, he that player that. Is a bit of a battering ram, as you would call him, a shit kicker. He is a shit kicker. Which, whenever he's played this season for me, that's what he's done. And he's done yeah. his job. Um, yeah, pe- people keep labelling it at him that he doesn't score enough. and that, But that's not him. So why, why want that from him? Um, that's down to Windass, Gregory, when they come back. Berahino, really, um, is... is and the third striker that you think is going to pop some goals and Patterson isn't. But defenders always know that that they've got a game on and they always know that he's there and he's always causing problems, which Canberra and Souders didn't do in the first half uh, mm-hmm. at, at all. Um, I, I, I need to speak about this, Stevie, as well. I, I, I feel like we need to bring it up because this is a play we've discussed in, in absolute length on this show a thousand times over the last Christ knows how many years. But Barry Bannon, over the last two years, I've watched, a, I've, I've seen a very wholesome interaction between Joe and Alex and Barry on Twitter this evening. And, uh, and we know that Barry's, um, it's just, a, it's just that he's child, hasn't he? And, uh, you know, he seems happily married and all the rest of it. Um, you know, it went that long ago. Do I, did I remember uh, a video of one of the players in the back of a taxi and it looked like, Bannon had just received a text from a really hot chick and he's kind of celebrating in the back of the car. I don't know if you remember it. He went, get in your beauty or something like that. But I feel like we've got a, this season, we've got a different Barry Bannon. Um, I say this season, these last few months, uh, you know, it feels like the trust is there from the players around him. Like we just discussed them, uh, Luongo and Byers and doing the jobs that they do around him. It frees Barry to, to do what, he can do so very well because, you know, we'll always argue that he is the most technically gifted midfielder in this league. Um, do you feel like we've got a different 
double B now? Do you feel like he's a he's a, he's a changed man, or do, have you just seen a settle in him because of the players around him? I think I think it's probably more the latter, to be honest. I think um, you know you can talk about form being temporary and class being permanent, sort of thing. He's always got it, um, and you can see the touches that he has. Um, <clears throat> my sort of my feelings around the way that he's Helding or regarded by Sheffield Wednesday fans is that I think at times he sees the game on a different level to other people. He will try things, whether that be a crossfield ball or a little bounce pass or a little flick. He sees things and does things um, that I think are, are, are beyond some of the players that we've had historically around him. Um, and I think the, the the quality that he's got with Luongo in there and now Bayers, because I think Bayers is actually quite a similar player to him in terms of his technical ability. Um, I think if if, um, if if we sat Massimo Luongo down and, and said, right, are you on, on a Barry Bannon level in terms of your technique? He would say no. He's effective. He's classy in what he does. He reads the game as well as anybody else. But those little flicks and the, that, that sort of deft touch that they have, um, Bannon's right up there. And I think, obviously, Bayer's compliments him really well. I think the fact that we've now got that foil in the middle of the park is excellent for us. And I think that's brought him, uh, you know, more success in terms of the effectiveness that he has in the game. I think he's excellent. I think uh, Vic says it a lot. Um, you know, we don't know what we've got in Barry Bannon. And we, we, we will highlight and identify the little things, the pass that doesn't come off. And the pass that doesn't come off is a 40-yard crossfield pass to somebody that is a yard wide. And we'll, mm-hmm. we'll moan about it. Why are, you trying to, why are you trying to overcomplicate the game? Or if Bannon gets the ball... If, if, if the goal, if the uh, the third goal doesn't come off, the Bannon goal, he's the person who, when we clear it, he's the person who received the ball and bounced it back. Yeah. Now, if we'd have done that and the ball goes backwards and then we go square and the ball goes out of play, the response of our, of our support would be, why did Bannon not put his foot on ball, turn and ping it down the line? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's the sort of thing that he's faced with week in, week out. And I think to his credit, um, you know, he sticks with it. He's, he's obviously... He's back on socials. His his skin is very thick. We can, I'm sure, we'll talk about the the, the penalty situation as well tonight. Um, for me, uh, credit to him. He, he he's one of those players. I think that in 10, 15 years' time, we'll look back and go, Jesus Christ. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think that that the minimum that he set himself is so high mm. when he's in that upper echelon of that top 20 percent and one doesn't pull off, we're all grumbling. But he's still at 80% compared to, like we said earlier, Joey Pelopesi, who never, even on a good day, didn't get out of 40%. You you know what I mean? You can't believe some some of what... We we criticised Bannon a year or two ago for not producing things. And you look back at what... What we surrounded him working with. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I reckon he probably did that. I reckon Barry's probably had a chat with Darren Moore and gone, Boss, fuck's sake. You know, at the end of last season, we've gone down. He's gone, come on now. Mm. You know, stop stop playing me alongside this shit. I know it's not your fault, DM, but I've had a couple of managers now that have sat me alongside a lot of dross here. And um, and and it's something that we've... It's a position we've strengthened about six times in the summer, isn't it? You know what I mean? When you look at the amount of centimetres that we have. Mm. Um, so, yeah. So, I, I, you know, do we owe an apology? I think we do. I think we do. I, 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 it, the, the, the thing that got me um, was the, the Berahino goal. It was Bannon. You, you, you'll look back and you'll look at the celebration. It was Bannon because it means that much to him. Yes. And the third goal, the third goal, Bannon gets the goal. He goes absolutely mental. And I think there are some 
in, in, in modern day football, you can get that tokenistic, I'm going to tell you that I'm a fan of this club and I'm going to give it this one to the badge. It wasn't staged, was it? He, no. You know, he loves the club. And I, I, I talk a lot about Liam Palmer and the fact that Liam Palmer's a, a Sheffield lad and so on and so forth. I think we talked about it last week. But for me, for somebody like Bannon to come in and spend the period of time that he has at the club, um, he's settled in the area, you know, he's, 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 he's like Waddle was in 93, 94, 95. He's come in, he, he's, he's going to settle himself down and base himself in the city. Um, I'd like to think that he'll see his career out here with us, but, you know, I don't see him going away and doing anything else unless, obviously, a managerial position or something like that comes in. His base is now Sheffield. He's a Sheffield lad. doesn't matter where he's born, bred and raised. You know, you can see the passion in him. And I think we des- he deserves a lot of credit for that. I, I think you're right. I think you're right. I, I think now he's he's ingratiated himself into the area. He could be the next Lee Bullen for, you yeah. know, just one of them players, all you know, ex-players around the club all the time could be joining. You know what I mean? There's There's elements there. You know what I mean? There's there's a lot of similarities to be drawn. But one thing I did want to ask you, Steve, was talk about Leon Palmer. I saw a, and you know, bear in mind, I'm going to give you some Adrian Durham type of radio commentary here. But um, Leon Palmer, this tweet said, Leon Palmer, League One is his level. That's why he's performing well at this at this level this season. That's why he's not dropping as many bollocks and stuff like that. Do you feel like that's overly harsh? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Um, I don't think over... Over the course of the season, when we go back wherever we finish, um, I don't think that we're not going to, and this is going to sound daft with the goals that we've conceded, I don't think necessarily the defensive players that we've had, other than the goalkeeper, have necessarily been massively at fault with the goals we've conceded. You look at players that have conceded the goals or have been in that defence where we've, we've conceded goals. Um, Johnson's been in there. And we we had a yeah. period either side of Christmas where we've gone, oh my God, he can play centre-half. What the bloody hell are we thinking? <laughs> Look at him down the wing now. Exactly. So we've had to put him in there. We've had periods of time where Patterson's gone in there. We've had Dean come in. We've had Story come in. We've had Brennan come in after being on loan. The one constant that we've had this season playing at centre-half has been Liam Palmer. So, you know, if we go up, um, it will be because, you know, we, we, we've managed to get enough points in a, with a defence of Liam Palmer being in there. If we don't go up, I'd, I'd argue that there's a point that We've got as, as close as we have because we'll be there or thereabouts, whether we get into the playoffs. And I, I think we will get into the playoffs. If we don't go up, it won't be because of Liam Palmer. You know, the goals that we've conceded, generally speaking, he doesn't he hasn't made many, if maybe one or two mistakes this year. But I, I've harped back over sort of the last few months and talked about Liam Palmer in the sense that for me personally, the 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 renaissance in his career, the sort of the, the point that he's kicked on is when he got the international call up. And he's gone on and he's played international football and he's played against some top, top draw players. And I think he has developed at that point. And we can argue and take the piss about the fact that he's only playing for Scotland. He's playing international football at the highest standard yeah. against the best players in the world. You know, he's only going to develop from that point. And, you know, anybody that's saying he's found his level, they're watching a different game of football to me. I'm sorry. Um, and people will, will take the piss out of me and, and laugh and joke about it. I'm all right with that. I, I, I believe Liam Palmer is... He's playing, he's, you know, he, he's a championship player. I'm not, he's not a premiership player, but would do very well in a mid-table, top-end championship side. And I think, you know, we, again, to the point where we've talked about Bannon, I don't think uh, Palmer gets enough recognition. I, uh, I've got, I'm going to, I'm going to take a piece of uh, Liam Palmer's call-up. I'm having it. I'm having it. I'm telling you, right? I, uh, I've, I've told you before, I'm mates with Steve Clark's 
uh, youngest son, and um, and we <laughs> and we were in uh, Hamden Park, and um, and we were talking about David Bates because he was there that day. I, I told that story a few weeks ago, and um, and I said uh, I'm pissed. I've had a drink. I'm in Scotland for fuck's sake. I've had a I've had a vodka and uh, iron brew, and I went to uh, Steve. I said, uh, oh, you got sent off in my first ever game. I went to Hillsborough. And he went, and he remembered it. It was impressive. It must, I must admit, it must, obviously he's not going to get sent off a lot. So he remembered it. And, and he told me the goal that Chelsea scored and all the rest of it. And, um, and so I started talking. I said, so where's, where's Barry Bonin and Stephen Fletcher and even Jordan Rhodes at, at this point? Like, you know what I mean? And he went, uh, well, all right. I rang up X. He, didn't want, he weren't bothered. Um, and then he went, but what about your boy Palmer? I went, I went, how do you know about Liam Palmer? Like, you know what I mean? Absolutely blown my I went, I'm pissed. I went, yeah, it's good, yeah. I had no to say. I, I, I had no feedback on it, but I went, yeah, it's good, yeah. So in my head, Liam Palmer got a call up because I said so. <laughs> Imagine if that had been Stevie in that position. There'd be no doubt who, who, who we're down to that Liam Palmer got a call up because Stevie had to make sure of it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He, um, so yeah, so I'm calling it. I'm having it. So uh, you know, Lee Palmer, if you're listening, yeah, you know, you're kind of welcome. You got in there on your football ability, but I'm taking two percent. Uh, I can be your next international agent if that's a thing. You know. What I mean? <laughs> but yeah, it was uh, that was that was an interaction. So I'm having it. I'm having it. Uh, upshot being, uh, Stephen Fletcher was the player that he just he just weren't interested because I can say that now. I don't play for us anymore. But he went. What are you saying, Steve? Because I think they uh, it, it would have been there would have been a potential upfront partnership of McBurney for Sheffield United and Stephen Fletcher for Sheffield Wednesday. And Fletcher just said, I'm, I'm too old, I'm done with it. Just didn't, weren't bothered. Didn't want it. And as a result, they then qualified for their first tournament in 23 years without the Sheffield Wednesday players that I was suggesting. So uh, you know, can't argue with that. <laughs> I also think I probably I probably mentioned Callum Patterson as well, but he went in and swiftly went out. So uh Thanks for trying, Steve. Appreciate it. You know what I mean. Um, I've got to give I've got to give special mention to uh, to story, by the way, because our our defence, Ben, has been a lot more assured with this. I mean, he's a young kid. He's younger than you, isn't he? No, he's not quite not quite younger. Than, is he twenty three ish? I think. I thought I think you were like twenty four now. I'm not that old. I'm not that old yet. Old um, this this motherfucker. I'm twenty one. Oh yeah. Yeah. You've been in the show for about five years. Yeah, Starting just... on a schoolboy. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to get non-sketches getting me a Have you been contacting this kid for weekly phone calls? Hey, listen, it's not me. It's <laughs> don't, don't worry, it was Vic. Um... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she's mates with She knows them all by name. Um, yeah, like you say about, about stories, he's looked composed with the ball at his feet. He's looked good in the air. I think Joe Cran had put the stat out about how many... He'd won more aerial battles than any, any Doncaster player put to the old Doncaster team put together at the weekend. So yeah, he's he's, he's being solid. He's coming and, and slotted in straight away, which was necessary. Granted that obviously Ali Dean come in as well and and uh, swiftly got injured. Hutchinson's them obviously being out. So he'd been along with Palmer, um, the 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 main say consistent. Uh, face in, in the back three, really, in the last couple of months when we've mm-hmm. done a good run. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
Yeah, yes. I, uh, I, I think he was. I think he was brilliant. I, I wanted to give him special mention. Um, so that was a three-one win. Barry Bannon missing another penalty. I mean, are we bothered? Is it? Do we take him off him? Um, is it? It's Barry Bannon for fuck's sake. You know that's, what I mean? Like, that's, that's what I say. I mean, people will moan and say, "Well, he wants to take everything in," but he's the best who, player we've got. Who, who, <laughs> who, 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 who would you really have put on that penalty on that pitch instead of Bannon? Yeah, possibly Marvin Johnson, but then you say you're starting that with possibly. There's only one player that you go, there's ball, and we're confident in you. Yeah, and that's him who took it. So yeah, yeah. Go on, go on, Steve. I feel like you disagree. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm. I'm just thinking about. I'm going through the side actually, thinking who would I put on it, and I think Johnson. I'd probably agree with. Um, the other side, and I know he, he doesn't score goals, but Hunt, you know, yeah. is it is there an argument yeah. that for a penalty taker, you, you you want to look for somebody who can, you know, hit that postage stamp, uh, thread the eye of a needle sort of thing, whatever cliche you want to chuck at it. Um, we haven't got somebody who's just going to smash the ball um, and, and take that outstanding penalty. And I, I don't think... Like- um, yeah, I was going to say, Pato would just go right hard. He'd just shout, <laughs> fuck <laughs> off, as he hits it as well, like. It's going to go anywhere, isn't it? So yeah, yeah. for me, I, I've, I get the point. My, my concern is that Bannon has missed three out of four. Um, you know, we talk about it as that as it sounds. You talk about England at international level and um, the amount of practice that they'll do taking penalties. I don't know what's going on on, on Middlewood Road. Uh, have we got a first-team squad that are practising penalties? Is Bannon demanding it? Are people falling away from it? I don't know. I think the, 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 the bonus that we've got at the moment is... We ended up winning the game on Saturday, and Bannon got a goal, and people have forgotten about will have forgotten about it. You know, yeah. you know, it's gone away. If we lose the game, everything that we've said about how good Bannon is goes to that point, doesn't it? That we were talking about five, ten minutes ago, where Bannon's the the, the root of all evil, and it's his fault, and blah blah blah. Um, we don't know the answer to that. We don't know whether or not Bannon wants to take the penalties, demands to take the penalties. If there's somebody else that's up there that would that would like to, um, I don't know. I did see. In my opinion, I, I, I saw Berahino seemed a little bit disappointed that um, he didn't step up. I think there was a he, he was itching around it. But if he puts the ball on the spot, you know we're all going to turn around and go, "What the bloody hell's he doing?" Because we wouldn't have wanted him anywhere near it. Given the contract that Berahino's probably on, we can't afford him to take penalties. You know what I mean? We uh, don't want, we don't want goal yeah. bonuses going up yeah, willy yeah, nilly, yeah. do we? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you know, I've I've got no argument necessarily with it. I, you know, I don't think it was the worst penalty in the world. Um, I thought the one that he, he he pulled wide at Hillsborough, I can't remember who, who that was against, was it Shrewsbury? Um, you know, that, that that was a poor penalty, but he's at the target. Um, it's one what of it is. Could it be is just a good save. Is. You know yeah, what I mean? That's what it is. Um, he, he did pop a tweet out uh, with Neymar missing a penalty, and uh, and I wrote on that, did you tell Josh Windass? Um I'm just having a laugh, Josh. You know what I mean. We just, I've got, I've got, I've got to be devil's advocate on this show. I can't, I can't just sit and be, uh, be a sycophant every week. I'm afraid. You know what I mean. <laughs> I, you know, the, there's a part of me that if, if, if any of the players listen to this, I know that if I meet them one day, they'll be like, "Oh, you're that prick." You know what I mean? Like, yeah, there's going to be, because we, we have to be, we have to be, we have to be horrible about you sometimes, lads. I'm sorry. Like, you know what I mean? It, it's just, it's just the way it is. Like, you know, Bannon. Bannon's been great the last couple of games, but I think three or four games ago he stunk the joint out. You know what I mean? Staying with same with Marvin, Marvin Johnson, he was he was tripe to start with, and then now he's one of our better players. So uh, sorry, lads. Sorry, lads. You know what I mean? Soz. 
I'll speak to Steve Clark for you. Go and get yourself a uh, Scottish grandparent, Josh. And I'll sort it out for you. I'll sort it out. <laughs> now, um, well, that's that's Doncaster. And let's, let's talk about the league table, shall we? Now, it, it became very interesting. So we've got Sunderland Wednesday, Ipswich, Bolton and Portsmouth. All on about 55 points, weren't we? I think the three of us on 55, we're all just hovering outside the playoffs. And then you've got uh, maybe exception of Wigan, but you've got MK, Wickham, Oxford and Plymouth all in there. Um, and now we're at the business end of the season. We could afford to say, but you know, in terms of levels, we can afford to strengthen our squad uh, more than probably uh, MK, Oxford and Plymouth. You know what I mean? Uh, just to jump in. Latest score, Cambridge 2, Plymouth 0. Oosh, oosh. I'll tell you what, that, we could have egg on our face in about 45 minutes there, mate. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, as, as the other guys are playing tonight, as it stands right now, so we've got five big, relatively large clubs um, in terms of history and all the rest of it. You know what I mean? I know it all based on form and all the rest of it. Um, can, can you see any of those clubs breaking in? Sunderland's can't seem to buy a win. They sacked their gaffer at third and now they're... Uh, <laughs> the seventh. It just shows how tight it is at the top. Um, and now, Stevie, the question I want to ask you is: We are two games in hand over MK in third on sixty-three, and we're on fifty-five. So you, you add your two games in, that puts on sixty-one. Is playoffs good enough for Sheffield Wednesday in League One on the whole? Yeah. Sharp exhale of breath. Um, I'd have to say yes. And the reason that I'd say yes is that we've, we've had to go through a season of, or a pre-season of rebuilding the squad. Um, we've had to go through injuries. And I know that we we had um, my mate Dan from Donny was on last week Um and he was talking about the injuries that Doncaster have had to deal with. And, you know, there's a feeling that you could go to a number of clubs and say, oh, we've had injuries and we've had injuries and we've had players out. Um, I would love to see a, a team, he says, putting his foot in his mouth, that has hmm. had the number of injuries that we've had, the, the issues that we've had over the last uh, season or the, as the season's progressed. I think um, when you look at it in the cold light of day, the fact that we've had as many players out as we have, Gregory's been missing for a period, Windass has been out, Butch has been out, back and out again. Uh, Dean comes in. Uh, Jules John, John Jules, mm -hmm. John Jules has come in, played ten minutes and disappeared. Um, we, you know, we, 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 we've, we've struggled like hell. The fact that we are, as I'm looking at it now, um, what is it, six, seven points off third place with games in hand is an absolute credit to when you when you think about it. It's a credit to what Moore's done. I think Moore's ridden the you know the crest of the wave. He's, he's, he's come through the storm and he's out the other side. Um, I'm I'm right back in the Moore in camp. To be honest with you, um, oh. we said at the we said at the back end of last season um, with our rational heads on, we'd want to make playoffs. But you know when you think about it, mid-table consolidation for a season and then kicking on was probably a more realistic um, expectation. The problem that we've had is that we start the season as well as we did. You know, going to the, the games that we won at the start of the season, being top of the league, no goals conceded. Somebody on this podcast that's on this podcast tonight saying, I'm going to put a bet on that we're going to go undefeated all season. Ben, I'm looking at you. <laughs> you know, um, yeah, play, playoffs is acceptable for me. And given the, 
the record that we've we've had against the teams that are in and around there are, are backers. Just looking at the scores tonight. Um, Later scores, Ben. Let's you know what I mean. Wait, wait, wait. We've all put bets on in our life, and yeah. uh, you know what I mean. <laughs> we so, all know what the last ten minutes can do. At the moment, as I said, Cambridge are beating Plymouth two 0 MK Dons are winning one nil. Um, the other big one for us is Wickham are beating Wigan one nil, um, which isn't the worst thing in the world because that that at the moment that would leave us eight points off Wigan. Auto. Yeah. Um, Wigan with a, a game in hand still, um, but they have been inconsistent. Well, as that's it sounds right, we're talking. You know, I, that's, that's an interesting point that Ben. So, um, on on your first point, I want Rotherham to just f off. You know what I mean? Just carry on, lads. Carry on winning. You're getting our league one. Congratulations. See you later. I'm, I'm happy for them because I think that we can get that second spot. I, do. I, th- I yeah. think we can steal it, and I want it. And then on your second point in terms of Wigan's form, it's because the fixtures are piling up. Yeah. Now, this is something that we've got. We've had our game call off against Fleetwood this week. We had a, a COVID game call off. We didn't play at home for 18 months or something, you know what I mean? Whatever that was back at Christmas. Our fixtures are piling up. And we sat here at the end of January saying, tell you what, February's looking a bit tight, looking a bit tight. And we've had two games call off there. Um we have the potential because I think we've got the depth more than some of our, our rivals in, in that area to carry through these fixtures. Mm. I don't think, I don't think Wigan, uh, who else has got gaming hands? I don't think Plymouth. I don't think, um, who's the other that, one? There was another that, one. That, that's it really. Pretty much in it. Yeah. I don't think they've got the depth that we've got in order to carry them through it, but we've also got the depth to have a pretty successful playoff campaign depending on whether we bottle it or not, like we did against Derby County. But we know that that, that quality is in there. You know what I mean? We, we know we've got championship players in our in our League One squad. But I want I want automatic. I want that second spot. Mm. I think after after the Wigan game, my, my focus shifted a bit from just getting it playoffs to that because it's not beyond realms of fantasy when you look at where we were this time when we went up from this league. Mm. Um, it looked pretty just as difficult, if not more difficult, and we did it. So, let, let's see. You look at games in hand and you always just think that you're going to win them games in hand. You don't consider that you might lose them. But we've got MK Dons and Wickham still to play as well, which... Massive six-pointers, that's that side of the... Uh... Yeah. That side of the... I, I love it. I love it. I, I love a good running because I, I must admit, four months ago, that was a pipe dream. I think the, the the thing I think we mentioned it or we touched on it last week. Um, we've only got those two games left, and I've not had a look. I would imagine that there are teams that are up there that have still got to play each other. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if you look at the running of the teams that are in and around it, from like you said, forget about Rotherham, although Rotherham don't tend to perform particularly well against the top end sides. Um, Is this money or bath time reading again, Steve? <laughs> Mm, a little bit. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I think we've got the we've got the better running. We don't play anybody below sort of tenth, twelfth. Other than sorry, we play two teams below tenth, twelfth. Um, the 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 only worry that I've got is it's those games that have stitched us up. Yeah. You know, on, on paper, on paper, second place is there for the taking. But you know, we're still going to have to go to Gillingham. We're going to have to go to places like, or we're going to have to play teams like. Um, I don't know. The, the March fixtures all look 
pretty favourable, yeah. don't they? Really? We've got a decent. We've got a decent run, in my opinion, until we play MK Dons on the fifteenth of April. Good Friday. Um, to, uh, yeah, it's, 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 we've got nine games that potentially you're not going to win nine on the bounce, but we. I think we'll be going into each one of those nine games going right. We should be getting something out of this game, and if we get something out of all nine of those games, it's going to put us right up in there because the teams that are in and around us, some of them are going to start bottling it, and we're looking at it tonight as we talk right now. Plymouth are two 0 down, you know. Sunderland are, are dropping like a stone. The you know the, there are teams that are taking points off each other left, right, and centre. We've just got to hold our nerve and hang on. And to Dan's point earlier on, you know, we're talking about depth of squad. How many people were panicking when you look at the starting eleven against Doncaster Rovers because we've got this player, that player, the other player? Mm. We've still rocked up and we, 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 we've, we've turned up. Battered them. We've put in an absolutely, it's, it's a workmanlike performance. Second half, it was, it was a Rolls Royce of a performance at times. I don't care what anybody says. And we've done it with Saido Berahino and Callum Patterson up top. So, you know, thanks. And that's it. And that's it. And, and that's, that's what I feel. I feel like we've got more depth to carry ourselves through because I think January transfers, we signed some very savvy players and some we, we had to we did pull off some shrewd signings. I don't know how long Harley Dean's out for, but, you know, he's not a bad fallback, is he? You know what I mean? Um, Story's been an absolute revelation. Neymar has been outstanding the last, what, couple of months. You know what I mean? He's been he's absolutely he, going to get he, player of the year. Yeah. Gen- genuinely, he's he's going that way for me, and uh, it's two or three between him and Mass Mass Massimo Luongo, isn't it? Mm. But again, we can talk about Barry Bannon about the minimum that he's set for himself. You know what I mean? It, it it it's anyone's game. You know, Bannon's three goals away from being the best player we've ever seen again. Do you, do you know what I mean? He always is. He always is. Um, okay, so uh, last fifteen minutes, lads. Um, we saw the return of Masters football. Um, somebody popped in our group chat, didn't they? Uh, we should pop this out as a tweet. And then Alex Miller popped out the same thing as a tweet. Plus 35s, five aside, one goalkeeper and four outfield players. In there, you will need one of each position in terms of defender, midfielder, forward. Whether you play two defenders, two midfielders or two forwards, that's up to you. Ben's, want- Ben's writing notes. Yeah, I'm trying to work it out. Right Is out. It? Oh, 35 plus. 35 plus. So you've got goalkeeper, a defender, <clears throat> and a midfielder, and you can double up on one of the positions. Do you know what I mean? So goalkeeper, Stevie, plus 35 is the cutoff. Who are you saying? Westwood. That's who I said. Westwood. I'm Yeah, that's that's the easiest one of all. I think. I, I don't think anybody's going to argue that Westwood is potentially been our best goalkeeper in the last what, 15, 20 years. I uh, I actually bought a master shirt about 15 years ago and all. I actually had the shirt with all the sponsors on it. I, David Hurst had it on one, so I was like, yeah, I want yeah. Um, All right, let's go for a defender then, Ben. Leuvens. Glenn Leuvens. Mm. That's a hell of a shout. What about you, Stevie? <laughs> <laughs> It's a big noise. I tell you, I'm, 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 I'm going to bash it. We, we know Steve is having. I'm, I'm, I'm going to bash one in, Steve. Raider Johnson. Mm. He makes my bench, I think, Raider. All right. And what about you, Steve? I'd, 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 I'd go Leuvens. The only thing with Leuvens is... He doesn't need to run. In this yeah. It's five a side. You have to bloody run. 
it's the pace. It's the pace. It's the pace that gets me. I'll, I'll go Leuven's. I'll go Leuven's. Can I offer a third option? Rob Jones. Leuven's. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll, I'll, honestly, I love Jones. Think he, think what a guy. Um, it was great. I think I don't think I think you can with them. I mean, I've seen them getting scooped over with Chrissy Waddle yeah, and that. Yeah. It's not it's not all pits rules. It's not called pits anymore, is it? Is it power league nowadays? Um right, go on then. Let's pick a midfielder. Can be any midfielder, but bear in mind we're playing five aside. Glenn Whelan. Oh, sexy. That's sexy. Mine. That were mine that I wrote down. Oh my God, you guys are absolutely out. See, you've all gone Westwood, Leuvens and Whelan. I haven't written anything down by even though And you guys have gone the same ones. Down. Well, I, I've put in there Jermaine Johnson. Woo! I think you'd be sick at five aside, wouldn't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you'd need to build those barriers right up to the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. If it had rugby pause, we're, we're laughing. All right. So, over 35, up front. Oh, oh, bloody hell! Yeah, Hang isn't on. it? Hang on. Are you, oh. are you gonna? Are you now googling players now to see how long they are? Yeah, I've got one. I'm googling. All right, all right. Because I'm pretty sure Stephen Fletcher probably. I'm coming to it. Hey, <laughs> you want to mention the sponsor while I'm while I'm getting me Google up? Okay, yeah, actually, so I owe Mike Constantine an apology. He normally gives us uh, money for this nonsense, and uh, and he texted me the other day and said. Uh, how come you've not been uh, you've not been mentioning the sponsor? I thought, shit, have I not? I've been putting the wrong idents in on the audio version. <laughs> so uh, on YouTube, it'll go, you know, Mike Constantine Wealth Management, but on on the audio, it doesn't. So uh, my apologies, Mike, and uh, I will uh, get as many mentions in as possible going forward. Thank you for your money. <laughs> right up front, Benjo. So I was looking for Gary Upe. He's thirty-four, so I can't have him. Um, oh, been a big shout on all, wasn't he? How long we got? When's it start? I, I, I'll, I'll go for uh, Neil Meller instead. Mel's all right. Actually, Meller's probably a similar age to me. Actually, he's only probably what 42, 43, isn't he? 39. I'm older than Neil Meller. Yeah, he's 39. Fuck's sake, Steve. You look older than Neil Meller, to be fair. Listen, I've got Botox on Friday. Come on now. <laughs> right. <laughs> What about you, Steve? Oh. <sighs> I'm torn. Right, go on. Um, I, I played in a charity, the, the charity game that I played in a couple of years yeah. ago, we played and I played for Leeds against Donny Rovers. Well, boo, one. And they had a lad up front, Rovers, who was an ex-Wednesday lad, and he absolutely was next to Paul mm. Heffernan. Yeah, Paul Heffernan. I bet he'd be decent. Absolutely ridiculous. Ridiculous. Right, hang on then. Hang on then. Right. Lee Peacock. I'll, 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 yeah. Still a good chip. Still a good chip. Played until he was 42. The, the, um, the, the other one that I'd say were Tugger. I was just about to say the That's other one. That's a good one, actually. Tugger. Right. I'll tell you he, what then. I'll tell you what. Right. In that charity again. He was so, steady last year, weren't he? Yeah. As goals. it stands, Westwood in goal. And then two of you agreed on Leuven's. Yeah. And then two of you agreed on Whelan. Shit, you know. This is shit squad, isn't it? Given the talent we've had, but we're thinking age and actual playing in the tournament. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So Leuven's, Whelan. I'm going to put Tudgay up front. So out of the players we've named, which is Peaks, Mella, 
Heffernan, Jermaine Johnson or Raider Johnson. Who's the extra player in there? What formation are you playing? Who's fit enough? I'll throw one in. Go on. Let me just check. He's going to be old enough, I'm sure. <laughs> we should, I should have told you to prep this before we came on, shouldn't I? Like, you know what I mean? This is this got to be some frustrating radio for everybody. Yeah, so, it's 36. Ross oh, Wallace. Shit, that's oh, a good one. Oh. That's a good one. He was are good you, as well. Are you having Ross Wallace as well, Steve? Um, I'm a, uh, he's just going to miss out. I'm going to stick Chris Brunt in. Oh, shit. You fucked me head up now. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, Ross Wallace, he's going in. Well done. And then Chris Bond. Honestly, I'd be, I'd be inclined to drop Tudgale Whelan for them too. Because that charity game you played last year, Steve, Wallace was brilliant. Yeah, he was. Chris Brunt's Chris Brunt, for fuck's sake. All that, right, okay. Okay. I'm going to play without a striker. Can't we play goalie when? <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. What did you just fucking say then? Goalie when? Have when? you just invented another bread cake meme? No, it, 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 he has, yeah. Goalie he has, Annie. Because there, there's one that said, what do you call this bread cake? There's always what do you call this game when it's knock-a-door run or tigging up Bob Down or whatever it's called. And we used to call it Rush Goalie. What did you call it in your school? Steve? Me? Uh, goalie Wag. Goalie Wag? Yeah, I've, I've heard Goalie Wag, but we, we always say Goalie When. when All right, I'm going to name this episode Goalie Bread Cake. Um, <laughs> because... What you all of what you're saying is wrong. It's like when people give somebody a croggy. It's not croggy. It's coggy because you stood on the cog. Yeah, uh, any man keeper as well. Kids at school give any man keeper. Any man keeper. Any man keeper. I'm making notes now to to make a mean spirited <laughs> tweet on the internet. Now that's what I'm doing. All right, so I'm I'm going to drop Tug Gear and put Brunt in. Right, and I'm going to put Wallace in. Wallace is playing a more advanced role. So I've got Brunt, Wallace, Whelan, Leuvens, Westwood in goal. What about that? Yeah. Right. Are we all? Are we all stuck? And then on, on on the bench we've got Mel's, uh, we've got Mella, Tudgear, uh, and Paul Effenden. Apparently, <laughs> not not exactly Wednesday legends, are they? But you know, he, normally he, when he you was, offer this he was out, two for sub though, Paul Effenden. Uh, yeah, to be fair. But yeah. normally when you offer someone like this out of the internet, it goes yeah. Shirst, uh, Shirst, it goes Erst, Sheridan, Waddle, Pressman, and then Des Walker. But that's it, isn't it? You know what I mean? We know that would be the all-time greatest five-a-side team you've ever seen. We know that. We're just want, we're, we're playing for ones that we're, we actually want to win the tournament because they're not all, you know, on painkillers for the back. <laughs> so so that's what's happening. So uh, Wednesday week, uh, Brunt, Wallace, Whelan, Leuven's Westwood. They are. They are. They are. Right. That's nearly an hour. Coming up, we've got Charlton Athletic. Ben, what are you saying? Um, 2-0 to Wednesday. Straight for it. Two notes. I'll tell you what, I'm making notes now. I'm like, I'm literally writing stuff down. It actually makes my life a lot easier. 2-0, two, two Ben. I'm just going to make a quick note of that. What about you, Stevie? Uh, any win. Any win's a good win. Um... Yeah, 2-0. 2-0, 2-1. 2-0. 2-0. 2-0, two nil, two nil. Two nil, both 2-0. I'm going to make it 3-0 because sod it because I'm not, I'm not a sheep. You know what I mean? But <laughs> I 
I'll go 2 0 as well. Charlton are having. Charlton started out a shite time of it. Where are they in the league, Ben? Have you still got the league up? Oh, the mid table, um, the 16th. Mid table. Yeah, they are down there. Yeah. They, they, they are 16th. Yeah. Uh, a mate of mine's a Charlton fan. And uh, at the start of the season, they had a woeful start, didn't they? They didn't win in about the first seven games or something or something ridiculous. And I said, John, I said, what do you think it is? And he went, we've got this knobhead from Scotland called Sean Clare and he's been bloody rubbish. And I'm laughing. And he went, why are you laughing? I went, because he's ours. We get him them. <laughs> we, we get him the skull. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. If you'd have asked us, we'd have told you. You know what I mean? He's, he's, he's rubbish. But um, but listen, thanks a lot for joining me tonight, chaps. I will uh, I will see you next week. And hopefully let's hope for a... Uh, a 2-0 drubbing of the uh, addicts. See you later. The Wednesday Week is sponsored by Michael Constantine Wealth Management. We bet you can't find a financial advisor closer to Hillsborough Stadium. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. You've got all your mates round. You've got your McNugget chair boxes coming down the left wing, ready to go. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget. Snatching all three points, back of the net. Lubosh! Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for more information. See you later! This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.